0: Good afternoon everybody. Welcome to the Social Anxiety Society podcast. I'm your host Lisa Boland, registered psychologist, slightly anxious lady and the person who is currently sitting in a blanket fort because my office is particularly echoey. Not a great place for recording unless you want to have that real reverb effect which is not what I'm going for. Um, So yeah I'm in a fort uh let's get started in my work in the social anxiety society program i talk a lot about living with anxiety and joy sometimes when you first start tackling social anxiety It can feel a lot like you're putting out fires different things pop up and gradually you learn strategies one at a time to overcome different obstacles associated with your anxiety it can feel a lot like work it can feel like you're able to function and live a full life but it takes a lot of hard work to just get through the day. And so you're starting to feel better. You're starting to feel like you're getting there, but you just kind of want to be there. You just want to be able to walk hand in hand with your old buddy, social anxiety and live a life filled with joy. For most of us who have some form of anxiety, our lives are very much driven by fear. We make decisions based not on what we really want to do, but on what we think we can handle or on the situations we want to avoid, on the other hand. While that relieves our anxiety in the short term because we avoid the scary thing or we only do things which seem to be within our comfort zone, so of course we're relieved, we don't feel anxious, in the long term it can actually exacerbate your anxiety because your brain eventually learns that hey it was right that was a really dangerous situation because we thought it was dangerous we felt anxious we avoided it and we felt better so it's like a little reward for the anxiety So over time, those types of situations that you have been avoiding become scarier and scarier. And the more time you spend within that comfort zone, the harder it is to actually leave it. Worse than that, though, when we spend too much time in that comfort zone, either only going into situations where we feel we can handle it without being made to feel anxious or avoiding situations altogether, it stops us from living that full life And that joyous life that we once imagined for ourselves. So the next step is to learn how to identify what your values are and use those as those the foundational ideas, the foundational parts of you to help you make better decisions. So decisions that are driven by your values instead of by your fears and i did touch on this a little i think in the last episode might have been a few episodes before that but trying to figure out what do i really really want my life to look like and who do i want to show up as in that life how can i make a decision like that person instead of like the version of me that listens to my fear and listens to my anxiety. When you identify what those values truly are, so those things that determine how you show up in the world and how you behave towards others, that's when you can start really doing things that even though they're scary, they are actually really in line with who you are at the core. So it's can be quite motivating then to pursue those activities and to enact those behaviors because they are part and parcel with who we really and truly are. And so we're more likely to pursue them in spite of that feeling of anxiety. So that's how we live a full and meaningful life, not by avoiding fear, but by living with anxiety, living with joy, living with sadness, living with pain, and everything in between. Now, here's the catch. No one can actually tell you what these values are except you. So it's going to take some deep reflection, a little bit of soul searching, you might say, to actually figure out what those values are that you want to embody, bearing in mind that when in this context, when I'm talking about values, I'm talking about the values you want for yourself, how you want to behave rather than what you expect from others. That's something that you can work towards later on in terms of finding people with values that work in line with your values uh, and how you can maybe use your skills of persuasion to get people to see things from your value perspective. But that's not where we're at right now. When you're identifying your values right now, it's about who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world. So what's important to you in the way that you live your life? So, okay, I'm going on and on about values, but what actually are they? Well, as I said, it's just the, those traits or those qualities that are important to you in the way that you live your life. And they're really, it, it's really quite broad in terms of what might resonate with you. You might have a value of love, creativity, generosity, kindness, acceptance, mindfulness, accomplishment, friendship, humor, balance, charity, sexuality, meaning, intelligence. There are many, many, many different values. You only need to jump on to Google and search for values list, and you'll see hundreds of words that may or may not describe the way that you want to live you're also going to have values that are really important to you in one area, but not at all in others. So for example, sexuality may be really important to you in a relationship, but not important to you in your education. So it can help to look at different areas of your life one at a time. So maybe first focusing on romantic relationships, then on family, then on friendships, education, work, leisure, self, really trying to nut out the top two or three, maybe four values in each of those areas. So say, for example, in my home life with my family, I may value fun, gratitude, and safety. And at work, I might value hard work, bravery and justice. Once I have a really clear picture of what those values are in each area of my life, that's when I can start making values-based decisions in how I behave in those different areas in my life. So for example, if I value hard work in the workplace and I'm really really tempted to just scroll on Facebook for an extra 30 minutes. Well, look, it might feel momentarily good because I might giggle at a meme or see an interesting photo that a friend has posted. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to feel so great about myself and how I showed up at work because it was going against my own values. So here's the first little piece of pen and paper or tapping into notes on your phone work that might help you out today with this podcast. Step one is to choose one life area, one area of your life that you want to focus on first. So the areas, these are just suggestions, there might be something really specific in your mind that you want to work on, but the areas that I would usually start from would be family, career, education, social life, friendship, self, relationship, and spirituality. So choosing anything from that list that resonates with you and that's what you're going to focus on first. Then you could come back and listen to this again and again and again and go through each of those areas of your life once you feel you've kind of satisfied yourself, that you've done a bit of work in the area that you chose first. So... Family, career, education, social life, friendship, self, relationship, or spirituality. And hey, we might want to throw health in there as well, though that might fall under the category of self, just a suggestion. Um, So choosing one of those, that's what you're going to focus on first. Then you are going to jump on Google and search for life values or values list and see what comes up. There will probably be hundreds of words and just go through those and start narrowing down which of those are vital in that area of your life. And I say vital because there will be tons of them that stand out to you that you wanna include, but we wanna just focus on roughly three of those values. Now I'll also rattle a few off for you now for anyone who's not near a computer, but I mean, who isn't near a computer these days at some point, but if you're driving along and you're just kind of doing this in your head, I'll rattle a few off for you that you can choose from or that might get the juices flowing. So things like love, creativity, generosity, kindness, honesty, adventure, joy, justice, fun, mindfulness, acceptance, bravery, trust friendship, accomplishment, hard work, gratitude, humor, freedom, intelligence, affection, growth, charity, leadership, sexuality, balance, meaning. Take your pick. (laughs) Pick roughly three, so between two and four of those, and that's what you're going to focus on in that life area that you have identified that you would like to work on first. Now, Things do crystallize for us much better when we write them down. It's really going to sink in if you can write it down somehow. So if you're not able to do it right now, do it later on. But somewhere I want you to write down those three values that you are focusing on in that area of your life. You might have a journal that you record them down in, you might put it in your phone, You might write it in lipstick on the bathroom mirror or write it on post-it notes and stick them next to the bed. Whatever works for you, but write them down. Those are your focus for when you set your intention each and every day as to how you are going to show up in that area of your life. Now, as human beings, we spend an awful lot of time dwelling on the negative. And you probably know someone in your life who does this a lot. They just cannot help but to focus on the negative. You may be that person in your life that does that and it's not your fault and it's not their fault either because our brains are quite literally wired for negativity. It is not in our best interest as a species to think positive because we need to stay safe and so our brain needs to think of all of the worst things that can happen so that we can avoid them. And survive which is why we dwell we dwell and we dwell on the bad things that happen in our day or the things that we think are going to happen there is a saying in psychology that the brain is like velcro for the negative and teflon for the positive something bad happens zip it's stuck on there velcroed to your brain you're not going to forget it something good happens swoosh off it goes like an egg off a frying pan if you have really good teflon The opposite of dwelling in the negative is savouring. We don't spend a lot of time, quote unquote, dwelling on the positive. That would be savouring. So sitting with, noticing and reflecting upon just how lovely something feels. So do you get your coffee in the morning and just chug it down for sheer survival? Or do you get your coffee in the morning and feel the warmth on your hands and smell it before you sip it and let the steam touch your face and think about how much you can't wait for the next one tomorrow? That's savouring. Each day this week, you are going to see what it feels like when you intentionally enact and then savor your values. So we're gonna do a little flavoring and savoring. Here's how we do it. I want you to imagine that you've got a little spice rack hanging up above your bed. So cute little shelf with teeny tiny little spice bottles on it, spice jars. There's about three of them if you've got three values that you've chosen and each is labeled with one of those values. So you've got a little kindness jar, a little humor jar, a little generosity jar. Each morning when you wake up, sit and visualize that little spice rack. Take down one of the jars. That is the value that you're going to set your intention to flavor your day with. So for example, today at work, I'm really gonna flavor my day with generosity. Picture what that would really look like in your day, the types of choices you would make if you were acting with generosity, the types of behaviors that others might see in you if you're acting with generosity. Imagine yourself sprinkling that little spice jar across your day. And each time you add a little flavor, add a little generosity or whichever the value may be to your day, savor the feeling of having done so. What exactly do I mean by that? Well, say what is dwelling? It's, it's thinking, ruminating, playing it over and over in your head. It's noticing how it feels in your body. It's paying attention to it, every little tiny detail. Well, savoring is the same as that, but just for nice stuff. So you set your intention to use your value of generosity in the workplace. You use that value in a particular interaction maybe it's just that you notice a dirty cup on the sink and you it's not yours but you wash it up anyway because it's a generous thing to do and then you reflect on how your emotion changed before during and after using that value you reflect on what the emotion that that behavior brings does to your body is it a warmth is it a tingling is it a loosening of muscles And you notice little different consequences, like the little reward you get when the next time you go into the kitchen, there's a clean coffee cup waiting for you and you can use it right away without going, oh, no one cleaned up. So flavoring, choosing the value in the morning, this is the value I'm gonna use throughout my day. And then savoring, really noticing what it feels like to do so. If you're still having trouble trying to figure out exactly what your values are or even what that means, what it looks like, I've got an, I won't say fun, an interesting little exercise that you can do with me right now. If it's safe to do so, close your eyes. I want you to imagine either, depending on what you're comfortable with, either it's your 80th birthday party or it's your funeral. I'm going to go with 80th birthday party today just to be a little more upbeat, just because. Imagining that you're at either of those places, let's just say 80th birthday party, and someone who you really love and admire and who knows you well is getting up and giving a speech. Everyone has raised their champagne glasses and this person is giving a speech, making a toast to the, type of person you are, the life that you have led in these last 80 years, think about what you would like that person to say about you. What types of words do they use to describe you? Trustworthy, honest, stubborn, (laughs) or tenacious, fun. What are the words that make up the majority of that toast, or that speech, or that eulogy, those are your values. That's it for this week. If you take nothing else away from this episode, let it be this, now it is time to start living with social anxiety and joy you can have a full and meaningful life with social anxiety you just need to tap into what those values are for you and that is the roadmap. if you choose to follow it that will take you to a full and meaningful life take one of those life areas grab a couple of values from that area set your intentions and work with that for a week, two weeks, come back, next area of your life, next little lot of values, work on that for a couple of weeks, come back, keep doing that. That's when you're going to really start seeing yourself living the life you want to live. I will speak to you again very, very soon. Have a lovely rest of the day. Goodbye.